You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you weekend fantasy update. Number three on Weekend Fantasy Update. Thanks for joining us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And we're going to have a little fun this next segment because sometimes uh, just luck would have it that you know somebody that's found themselves in the middle of an awesome situation. And uh, a a longtime college friend of mine, uh, former roommate, we took uh, a trip to California together, gosh, 20 years ago as we were trying to uh, extend our spring break into our 20s. Uh, my friend Chris Pramatis is the manager of the Barrington, Rhode Island All-Stars. And they have they beat the uh, New Hampshire team yesterday in order to advance to the Little League World Series and find themselves actually on the road to Williamsport. So first of all, Chris Congratulations, bud. I'm really happy for you. I'm thrilled for the kids, and thanks for joining us on the show. How are things going? Hey, Mike. Great to talk to you. What's thanks up, a lot for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah. things couldn't be going any better. Uh, this is yeah. We are literally, literally on the road to Williamsport. We're in a bus. We're about an hour and a half into the ride, and uh, we couldn't be any more pumped up and excited to go. Uh, this is just a dream come true for me, the coaches, and all the players. And it's just uh, an unbelievable experience so far. It has to be exciting so, to go yeah, down. Go ahead, George, yeah. We all watch. Uh, the, we all watch in the Little League World Series on ESPN. It's it's fun to watch uh, during the day. But you know, in the early going, how do you keep your your youngsters, I guess, from being overhyped? Because even adults, I think, we'd feel the extra adrenaline there. How do you keep them from being overhyped and playing playing up to their capabilities? <laughs> Uh, great question. That was actually one of the things we tried to really focus on with the kids. We talked to them about just being focused and, and not letting all the big lights and the big stage uh, get the best of us. We wanted to make sure we kept things simple. And we always talked to them. We said, hey, you know, the, the field we're going to in Bristol, Connecticut is, you know, there's going to be a lot more attention there to you guys. But it's the, it's the same size field that you played on your whole Little League career, 46 feet from the plate to the mound and 60 feet up and down the base path. So, just keep that in mind. Keep the game simple. Focus on your job and just kind of, you know, make sure our preparation that we've been working on for years and years comes into play and just hone in on all our fundamentals and just keep things simple, as simple as you can be. So Barrington became the fifth Rhode Island team in the last six years to advance to Williamsport for the Little League World Series. They joined Cumberland, Cranston West, Warwick North, and Coventry. So Barrington, who uh, Barrington, Rhode Island, I've been to several times. A group of <laughs> friends that Chris and I had. Chris grew up there, and a group of friends that we had uh, at Boston College were from Barrington. So I know the town really well. I have to be honest, uh, Chris, I didn't see until, I think it was like Tuesday, somebody sent me a text our friend Lou sent me a text and said that you guys were in uh, in the regional and Keating I think I saw you play New Hampshire game that you lost and then I've been following the games since so you got a little bit of revenge beating that New Hampshire team correct yeah it was exactly um, yeah it was great to hear from Lou and Ollie and Scott Brady and uh, a bunch of guys from BC so shout out to those guys for all their support and, and hearing from you Mike definitely 
I really, really appreciate it. But yeah, we, uh, you know, had a tough, tough game against New Hampshire. So I'll dial back. You know, our our season, our All Star season, started out. The very first game was against our our rival from Bristol Road. For the past several years, they've been battling back and forth. And we always say, you know, if we can get we can get by Bristol, we can we can probably have some success going forward. And uh, we actually lost in the first game of the district tournament to them, 11 to five, and that was a tough loss. Um, so we, we kind of took the approach of saying, we got one or two ways to handle these fellows. We can we can uh, use this as a rallying point, or we can kind of take it and it can crush us. And if we lose one more game, our season's over. So that the boys put their backs against the wall and. Had a never say die attitude, never quit attitude. We uh, we battled forward, and we strung together seven straight wins in the district tournament. From that point on, that led us to the uh, district championship, and then we went to the state championship. We, we won three games in a row, um, and, and the last game we were down seven to two in the top of the sixth inning. We battled back for eight straight runs, and we ended up beating Cranston West ten to seven to win the state championship. And then that led us to uh, Brist, uh, Bristol, Connecticut for the regionals. And, yeah, we won the first game against Vermont, which was great, 6-4 to four in extra innings. Uh, the next game, which was the game we lost to New Hampshire, was 2-1. to one. So, you know, that, that set us back, absolutely. But we kind of used that as a rallying point. We said, hey, we've our backs have been against the wall. Uh, we can't quit. we just got to keep pushing forward and, and use the experience that we've had from our loss against Bristol to, to build upon and, and kind of drive us through. So we did, and it, uh, we came back. We beat Madison, Connecticut, which was a real tough team, and uh, we beat them 4 nothing. and our confidence was just building and building. And then yesterday against Portsmouth, we knew we had some unfinished business with our loss to them in that 2-1 to game. And uh, our team's just made up of a bunch of gritty, scrappy players, 13 boys on the roster, and we always talk about how every single player is needed to contribute to the overall success of the team and that without each and every single one of those kids, we wouldn't be where we are. We're not a team made up of one or two superstars at all. We're a team made up of 13 kids who grind, battle, and fight from start to finish. They take one pitch at a time, one at bat at a time, and they just grind. Chris, I was going to actually say that it's interesting that you brought that up because as I watch some of these other teams, there obviously are some some standout players, some kids that are, frankly, unusually big 12-year-olds and have a lot of power. Your team really isn't built like that. It seems like there's a lot of kids that are contributing. Your son, who goes by the nickname Bumpy, is that correct? I don't know how he got that nickname, so maybe you can, Bumpy, yeah, maybe you can tell me how he got guy. that. Yeah, so uh, he he had a big hit yesterday. Owen Pfeffer went four for four. He pitched as well. So you don't have necessarily one standout superstar athlete, just a lot of really good baseball players, correct? That's it. I mean, we have some kids on the team that only play baseball two or three months out of the year. They they don't play AAU. uh, They don't play on other travel teams. I I do have some kids that do that, but for the most part, we're we're just made up of – there are five or six 11-year-olds on the team. My son just turned 12 uh, while we were here. So we're, we're young, uh, but we're gritty. And the kids just, they put everything into it. We talk about effort and attitude. We talk about playing for the name on the front of their jerseys, not the name on the back. And it's all about the team. And, you know, without everybody contributing, we wouldn't be here. And that's what it's all about. And going forward, in Williamsport, we're going to have the same kind of attitude. We're going to go there. We know we're playing against the best competition 
not only in the U.S., but in the world, which is just crazy. But, uh, you know, we're just going to go and do our thing and give it everything we've got. What do you find is the toughest thing to manage about the team? Is it on the field, off the field? What's the toughest part about managing a Little League World Series team? Um, The toughest part, I'd say, is just uh, the mental aspect of the game. You know, it's such an emotional emotional role. We talk to the kids about, you know, the game of baseball, which is just a different type of game as compared to some of the other sports. The success and the failures and the emotional rollercoaster is, you know, minute by minute. Uh, and especially with 11 and 12 year olds, you know they can be jumping around in excitement in one minute for a great play they made, and then the next minute they're like coming up to bat and they strike out. And you can see the tears coming down their eyes, and you know just trying to keep that balance is really uh, a challenge. And for the most part, the kids have just been resilient, and they've done really, really, uh, they've done a really, really good job of keeping that balance. And and that's, that's been huge for us. They're a great group of kids, very respectful. You know, we, all the credit goes to these guys for the commitment that they've put into the team. You know, for, for 11 to 12-year-olds to give up their summer vacation and pool parties and stuff like that, we're out on the practice field almost daily. And sometimes you know, we've had some uh, really hot days this summer, approaching 100 degrees, and we're out there grinding. And uh, I, I give them a ton of credit because that's the kind of thing that it took to get to where we are today. So, Chris, um, you're going down there. You're on your way there now. You play Loudon, uh, I believe, Loudon, Virginia. You're going to be playing yeah, them on Thursday. So, what it? What do you know about these other teams? Do you have any opportunity to speak to anyone? Scouting report, any of that kind of stuff? Or are you just going to go out Actually, and play your game the way you always do? Yeah, great question. One of my uh, coaches um, has a friend from Virginia, and his son plays in that same little league so we already started our scouting last night of these guys so we already started that uh, we're doing our homework and uh we're going to come prepared to play we know that obviously they're a great group of baseball players down there in virginia as well and i'm sure they're well coached and, uh we're just going to give it our best we're going to go out and see. but yeah we started doing our homework we didn't uh we didn't rest too long after the victory yesterday we wanted to kind of see what we were going to be up against and if there were any any notes that we could jump on we want to do that right away so yeah good, good question Joe Galina, our co-worker here, uh, wanted me to ask you. He's also a Little League manager, obviously not one of the Little League World Series. But he wanted me to ask you, <laughs> what position do you think is the most important part of a Little League team? What position do you think is the most important part to win? You know, I, I think uh, pitching and defense, to me, are, are so key. Of course, you need that bat to, to produce some runs. But, you know, our, our starting pitching has been phenomenal. The last two games, we had our starting pitchers went complete games Alex and Owen just you know smaller guys on the team um, but they play with the heart of a lion and they just went out there and battled and pitched their tails off they were absolutely lights out in each game and that's that's exactly what we needed and that's what they delivered and I couldn't be any happier with the effort that those guys demonstrated and you know whenever things were kind of getting a little stressful maybe out there for them just try to talk to them, calm them down, and let them know that they had the best defense, you know, in our opinion, in Little League behind them, and that they'd make the plays. And, and uh, just to, to rest assured, and, and they, they battled. And uh, like I said, very, very proud of these guys. Again, we're with Chris Promatis. He's the manager of the Barrington, Rhode Island All-Stars who, are adva- who have advanced to Williamsport by way of the New England Regional, the fifth Rhode Island team to do that in the last six years. So, 
How long have you been coaching this group of kids? Obviously, you've probably been coaching your son along the way, but how long have these kids been playing together, not just this summer, but uh, over the years? So I've had this core group of kids. I've uh, been coaching them since they were about seven and eight years old. Um, yeah, the, the core group has been together for that long, and I think literally that, that core group has pretty much won championship along the way every each and every year. Uh, they're just a, a talented group of kids who, who love the game, uh, and they, they just play it the right way. So, yeah, we've had um, a good time together, and, and that's our thing. We just love playing baseball together, and we don't talk about the wins and losses. We talk about just uh, playing baseball as much as we can with one another and extending our summers and uh, just hanging out. We try to make it like a family atmosphere. We talk to each other about creating a family team, and that's what we predicate ourselves on, just being uh, together. You know, uh, all right, let's get to the hard part here. I, uh, I'm the guy you probably hate. I, I referee hockey games, all right? And every now oh. and then I do uh, referee uh, Every now and then I do referee kids games. I used to umpire, but I quit umpiring. And here's the question for you. I quit umpiring not because of the kids. Love the kids. I quit umpiring because I, I got tired of dealing with the parents. All right? Yeah. And uh, I, how, do you, how do you deal with them? We're, we're all parents here, but how do you deal with them? Uh, good, good question, but just uh, dial back to that hockey reference. One of my uh, one of my coaches here is one of the best guys in hockey that I've come across. He's been coaching hockey for 20 years. Our baseball team here is made up of six hockey players, and uh, we use that we use the hockey mentality a lot to help us with the baseball games. So uh, yeah, we love hockey on this team, no doubt about it. But yeah, as far as the parents, def- definitely challenging. But, you know, uh, they make it interesting for us. <laughs> they're, they're a good group of people, really. Um, they, uh, our bank is just made up of hardworking people who look for the best for their kids. We really focus on a, a good town made up of great teachers, and, you know, we focus on education. So they just want the best for their kids, and, and we can truly understand that. Um, and we just, you know, yeah, just like any other parent, they always want the best for their kid. And, and sometimes that's tough to, to kind of communicate to them in the game of baseball, especially with Little League rules. Not every kid gets out there to play as much as necessarily another kid. But we stress to them, hey, in baseball, that one play in the outfield, that could make or break a game. And just because your child isn't playing all six innings, all 18 outs, doesn't mean that their part on the team isn't. And that's what we stress to the kids from day one. You're not all going to play the same amount necessarily, but that one at bat, that one particular play in the field, could make or break the game for us, and, and that's how important each kid is to the, to the overall success of the team. Good stuff. So again, this is uh, Chris Permatas. He's the manager of the Barrington Rhode Island All Stars. Are on their way to Williamsport right now, actively on their way to Williamsport. So, Chris, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for coming on. Uh, on behalf of me and all of our friends from BC, we're extremely happy for you, proud of you, happy for Mary Beth, happy for Chris Jr. So thanks for coming and, and go down there and kick some ass. Mike, thank you so much, man. It was great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Uh, all the best to our boys from Boston College. And I got to get you back to Barrington so we can hang out, buddy. It's great talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. We'll do it. Good luck. So, all right, buddy. Take uh, care. That was, Thanks, guys. Yeah. That, 
Yeah. So uh, that was Chris Bermondes. He's uh, Barrington, Rhode Island All-Stars manager. Pretty cool experience, George, obviously, for him to be able to get on a bus with the kids and go to Williamsport. It's something that when you're a little kid and you see this on TV, you dream about, and they're actually going to get a chance to do it. Did we have this when we were kids, Mike? Yeah. It was the, yeah, there was a little, little league world time. series when we were kids. I, I'm, it's a serious question. I don't. I don't remember. I certainly was. There was no ESPN. We, well, I guess it just started yes, when we but were kids. It, in fact, I I asked my my brother-in-law this yesterday because my nephew is a, a really good baseball player and he's 11 years old. He'll he would be the age next year to potentially go to Williamsport, but it's a little tricky. You have to have a specific little league team. Like I played CYO, it had nothing to do with little league, like official little league. So your town may not have had an official Little League team, right? There may have been a Little League that they supported, but it might not have been part of the Little League uh, or uh, Association of America, I get, whatever it's called. I get where you're so, going, yeah. I have no idea so, if it was not, or was not. Yeah, I, I played for my Catholic school against other Catholic schools, so I didn't play for a team that would have had an opportunity to even compete in that tournament. So I think you have to have – a, a town that really supports it, that can put together an all-star team. What's unique about his Rhode Island team is, like he said, some of those kids are only playing two, three months a year. The California teams, North Carolina, Florida, Georgia, they're playing 12 months a year. Those kids are playing. They're putting together a really powerhouse team. So that's what's cool about it. And I hope they beat Virginia and they keep this going. So uh, that was a lot of fun for me and hopefully for them. We'll come right back. <laughs> 